Hi, I'm Ed Young. This is my wife, Lisa. Welcome to the Creative Marriage Podcast, where we talk about keeping your love alive. My love is on fire. That's right. No matter what life throws at your marriage, the Creative Marriage book, man, we're so excited, so stoked, so jazzed, so fired up about this book, The Creative Marriage. And you can get it anywhere and everywhere. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exomarriage.com. Exomarriage.com slash store. Exomarriage.com slash store or Amazon. Let me say it again. Today, Lisa, we're talking about something that is critical in marriage. It's the MWE. We unpack it in our book, The Marital Work Ethic, because... You've got to work on this relationship that's so, so important. And it's easy, as we talked about in one of our other podcasts, just to retire the romance jersey, to hang it from the rafters in the family room and go, you know what? Back in the day, I could dress cool and I really dated your mom and I was creative and I was like a Hallmark movie uh, actor. But now all of a sudden you find yourself worn out, tired. Just, just, just chilling, and and uh, there's times to chill, but we've got to work. And one of the things we work at is being creative. And, and what does that actually mean, being creative? How can you be creative in a marriage? Well, we're creative because we're made in the image of God, and so we've got creativity within us. Mm -hmm. The question is, why are we not using it? That's right. In our marriages to make our marriages better. You know, Ed. A lot of times people say. Um, why do, are y'all so passionate about speaking about marriage, about writing about marriage, about teaching about marriage? And it's um, for me, and I know you as well, it's because God put such a high priority on marriage, on um, the institution right. of marriage and building a family. So goes the marriage, so goes the family, so goes the family, so goes the community, and so, so forth goes and the so on. Community, so goes the, the, the city, the state, yes. the country, and, and the world. We have devalued the concept, or I hate to even use the word concept, more the institution of marriage. We, we've devalued it, we've decapitated mm -hmm. it. So, our passion, our excitement and enthusiasm is to bring the octane, to put the caffeine back into the value of marriage and the creativity behind it. Because I believe creativity um, just is almost like the match that lights the fire mm -hmm. and helps us take our marriage to, to a better place. To a better place, to an H&L, a uh, holy another level. Because the Bible says that we're to love each other in marriage, and that relationship is reflective of God's relationship with his people. Jesus called is called the bridegroom. The church is, is the bride, and there's intimacy, and there's romance in that relationship. So it should play out in this, uh, in this relationship between a man and a woman. You know, one of the biggest things for me, one of the biggest um, um, defining moments happened after Lisa and I had our twins, we have uh, four kids. And when we had the twins, Lisa, you you went to the pediatrician and I, I accompanied you. Yeah, you went with me because it's a lot yeah, to take yeah. twins and, to. And our pediatrician preached an amazing sermon to me. She said, well, um, have you taken Lisa on a date? And I'm thinking like, yeah, I did that to get her. 
And she was like, no, 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 no. Have you taken her on a date? I was so convicted. I was riveted by what she said. And that began our, our um, process, this adventure called a date night. I call it date night, date night, mate night. Date night. Okay, sorry. <laughs> date night, mate night. Date night, date night, mate night. You, you say that really date well, night, linguistically. We should have practiced. Yeah, yeah. So that started it. Why is a date night important? Well, a date night is important because it's like the island in the midst of um, the major seas of marriage, if you will. It's an oasis. Maybe an oasis. Should, let's better, let's yeah. equate it to an oasis in yes. the desert because sometimes when you're uh, parenting, raising kids, working, uh, building a business, a company, um, it's definitely a desert. And so your marriage needs that oasis where you come together. And for you and I, we always would have our date night on a Thursday night. And we recommend a date night at least three times a month. And Some are going, oh, I can't afford it. I'm telling you, you can't afford not to do it. And we uh, really get into this in this creative marriage, marriage book about date night, but it, it's, it's three a, out of four weeks. Yeah. You can do it and you don't have to break the bank. You don't have to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and spend all this cash money. Well, that's where creativity comes in. Exactly. I mean, our dates have been everything from picnics, uh, which, you know, who making sandwiches at home and then putting them in a, a basket mm -hmm. uh, with maybe some uh, fruit and you go and find a special place. If the weather's nice outside, if the weather's not nice, be uh, creative yeah. in that and and find a, a good spot. Perhaps you put the kids to bed and do an at-home date. Yeah. But it's different than parking yourselves on the sofa and watching television. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about putting that creative energy into it. Uh, for you and I, what are some favorite things that we used to do um, when our kids were small? We we enjoyed getting out of the house, maybe going to a movie mm -hmm. or a show, but we would always go to a restaurant where we could have conversation. That is one of the most important elements of the date night and also why we enjoy doing that at least once a week because crazy enough, you can live under the same roof and not communicate and not talk. And we're going to talk about that um, communication more specifically in one of the podcasts. But when you're on a date, you set the stage for talking, um, finding out what's going on in yeah, one likes, life. dislikes, struggles, victories. You can you can always talk about the past when you're in the present. Talk about that. Also it's important on date nights to talk about the future because when you talk about the future, that is a solidifying thing. Mm -hmm. That we're gonna do this yeah, together. We're gonna do this or we have these goals and and, and these aspirations. So, so all date, of that takes date place. night is a part of the marital work ethic. Um Another aspect is getting away at some point during the year. Mm -hmm. It's ideal if you can do that two times a year um, to actually go somewhere overnight. I call it the B-52 principle. Take a break, B, every 52 weeks. But That's once a year. I'm sorry. Maybe it's B-26. Maybe, maybe I said, <laughs> no, I meant, maybe it's B-2. I thought it was B-52. No, that's right. B-52. Maybe I used the two. As twice. Anyway, okay. you take a trip, yeah, by yourself. Um, just you and your you math and your... was never our forte. No, no, not me. <laughs> but you need to take a take a trip. Um, I'm, I don't mean to Bali 
or or to to Rome or anything. But well, if you can, that's not yeah, a bad just an idea. overnight trip, one or two nights a year, and if you can do it twice a year. That is uh, that phenomenal. Could, that could look like a staycation in town yes. where you go to a hotel. Um, it could also be something where your parents or, or uh, a trusted caregiver takes the kids out of your home and you stay at home. Mm-hmm. That's not as ideal because whenever you're at your house, you tend to get focused on other things versus what you're trying to accomplish, which is a time with your spouse to just break away. Um, And then, you know, there's always going out of town. What happens, though, Ed, when you're no longer, um, you know, with childless, like if you are a couple and you get to enjoy that when you're just the two of you, but once you have children, it becomes a lot more complicated. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely does. And if you read the stats on marriage, after the seven-year mark, uh, half of marriages don't make it. And that usually means a child was introduced into or two. the relationship or two. And I always call kids, K-I-D-S, keeping intimacy at a distance successfully. <laughs> because you have to really plan and be intentional. Of course, we would give our lives for our kids. But the main thing is marriage. It's not the kids. I'm going to say it again. The main relationship, the primary relationship is the husband and wife relationship. God never told us to love our kids like Christ loved the church. It's always the spouse. That's right. So so what do you do? What do I do to keep that relationship at a priority? Now, sometimes we have to prioritize the kids. Sometimes I understand their, their needs will be elevated above the needs of a spouse. But more often than not, we have to, to first of all, lean in to that relationship. So when you go on a date night, not only is it fun, enjoyable, not only does it take work, and oftentimes when you have little kids, it takes as much work or more work just to get the kids arranged so for that you to you go can, on a date yeah. night. And it's almost like, why are we even doing this, you know? Yeah. But it's but it's worth it because if you don't work now, if you don't pay the price now for a date night, you're going to end up paying a bunch of lawyers when they pick up the pieces in your relationship and it's not worth it. So what are you doing to be romantic? I remember Lisa and I used to eat at a restaurant and and this restaurant was called George's and there was a big sign on this restaurant that said, if you don't take your lady to George's, someone else will. So, So there's this romantic chip in all of our lives, I believe it's God-given, we want to have that fulfilled. Even guys have it. Yeah. But especially but especially women have it, and it's probably defined in sort of different ways. So so marriage should be a time where where we fall into that and get into this creativity. But I'm not gonna lie to you, it takes work. Marriage many times is not the easiest thing. Sometimes it can be the most difficult thing, but it can become the greatest thing if you're willing to work. So what do we need to work at, Lisa? So for me, work means, again, that I think strategically about what needs to take place. Like if I'm working around the house, I see a list of things maybe that I've created or I notice things that need to be done. If I'm working at the office, I know that there's an agenda that needs to be accomplished. I need to have that same thought process 
in our marriage in working toward what do we need to accomplish? What what would be great considering your mm-hmm. needs, considering Ed's right. needs, you considering my needs? And when you have a marital work ethic, you're working on the ne- fulfilling the needs of your spouse. So it's really marriage. Think about this: is doing just the opposite of 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 what we feel like doing many times. Oh yeah, I know that sounds like, mm, but but marriage is definitely more for our holiness than our happiness. I'm not saying we're not happy. I mean, yeah, we have great moments of happiness, but it's it's really about commitment. It's about unselfishness. And and all of that centers around this this unusual and mysterious and beautiful thing called romance. Do you think using the word work takes kind of is kind of a negative? Yeah, a little bit. That's why I like the word romance because it it romance is work. Well, kind it, well, of. Well, yeah. uh, think about these rom coms. I mean, they're all about working the the the, the romantic comedy or whatever I romance. Know, I didn't know what a rom com was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 all about working, working, working. And you know, it's either the guy or the girl at the end of the movie. One's you know flying away somewhere, running away somewhere, and the other one chases it, him or her, and then they're working and they're doing all of these little things, and we think they're silly and goofy and all that, but they matter. So I don't know. I I can't emphasize the date night enough. And schedule a date night. Don't just say yeah, we're gonna have a date night. Schedule it. Also. Remember, double dating went out with the junior senior prom. That's not a date night. When it might you be a fun date. night. It's a fun night, fun but night. it's not a date night. And it's important to have great couples in your life to that, do things that, with. Yes, that you know and, that and, they're doing their marriage right. And also, ride. too, when you're taking that break um, once a year, or maybe twice a year, it's not with the family. Let's let's face it. When you take your family and kids somewhere, that's that's a family outing. That's not a vacation. So. Especially if your children are young. That's the truth. So it's date night, and it is taking a break at least once or twice a year. And I'm telling you, your marriage will go to an H&L, a holy, another level. Again, Ed and I are so stoked about talking about creativity, about writing about creativity, and we're excited about the book, The Creative Marriage Book. It's newly updated and available now, so we hope that you will definitely order that. Uh, Get it in your hands because you can have a great creative marriage. The Creative Marriage Podcast. We'll see you next time.